0: Am I here? Let's see. Am I? Hey, you guys! Don't you? Don't y'all be damn rushing me. I was coming. <laughs> All I say in the comments: Where's she at? It's 1.30 in the morning in the UK. I'm here. Can you guys see me? Can y'all see me? I'm trying to read the messages. Okay, good. Hey. <laughs> I had conferences today, so um, I just got back from my youngest son's conferences, so I had to <clears throat> get a few things together, and then get the show together, so I'm glad you guys can see me. Conferences went great, so I'm really happy about it. You know, it's not easy out here raising a young black man, so to hear good things about his character, how he treats people, and how he's a joy to have in class, that made me feel really good. That lit that, you know what I'm saying? Even though I might be crazy, my kids, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're good kids, and I'm glad that the school system recognizes that. So yeah, we had a good conference today. Yes, you guys, how are you guys doing? <laughs> we have a lot of people in here. I didn't get a chance to, I wanted to live stream yesterday, but I couldn't. We had three tournaments on Sunday. So we had been up, well, he got up at like six o'clock in the morning I got to like the 10 o'clock game. So by the time I got home, we had dinner and we went to bed. So I didn't get to stream yesterday. So I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, we got to make it for today. Okay, so I'm here. Hope you guys are doing good. Thank you. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. And so and I also want to let you guys know everything is at the warehouse. So the CBD line will be dropping this Wednesday, you guys. I'm really excited. This has been nine months worth of work research, getting a manufacturer, building everything from scratch, ingredients that I use and that I believe in. So the website will be available and open. And I'm also going to be um, doing a video about the CBD and then also the party that I had, on um, my initial launch party back in November. I'll be posting that video as well. So, you guys, when I tell you I have been so busy, but it feels good. Like, I'm, I'm just, everything I'm learning, I'm putting into a business, and it's something that I can leave, you know what I'm saying, to the boys. Because, like I tell them, I ain't going to be here forever. So, I'm trying to, you know, help show you guys the way. You know what I'm saying? Build stepping stones for y'all and make things a little bit more comfortable for you guys. You know what I'm saying? So, I've been working hard, you guys. Thank you guys so much. And I just know you guys will like it, especially the face wash and the creams, like just... Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. And I'm just so excited that, you know, I have like my own beauty products and I'm getting into the, you know, into the beauty world. I'm not big on, you know, all the makeup stuff. So it's good to be doing something, you know, as a black entrepreneur outside of makeup and especially in the CBD industry, which is a white male dominated industry. Okay. Like everyone I've had to meet with from the growers to the people who produce my oil, All white people, you know what I'm saying? So to come in as a young black woman and, you know, stand strong, let them know about my knowledge, my research, why I want to get involved in this industry, it has not been easy, but I made it happen. (laughs) I made it happen, you guys, man. I'm proud of myself. Everybody is from my manufacturer to my distributor to my, the growers, the farmers, like they're like, we're so excited for you this a long time coming they're now officially tea sippers you know so i'm just i'm really happy you guys i really am so yeah i'm gonna be pushing it we got ads coming and everything um yeah, I use the oils. I love the gummies as well, but I don't want to push any of that stuff. All my stuff is stuff that will be used topically. Nothing that you can ing- ingest, just because I do have a lot of younger fans. So I don't want to push, you know, drops and gummies and stuff to kids. Just, you know what I mean? Because I'm a parent. That's for each individual parent to decide. But everything else is just, you know, topical stuff, body butter, shampoo you know, things that can help benefit the hair and the skin. So I'm excited, you guys. This is like my little baby getting ready to be birthed, okay? I got labor pains and contractions. Two days that baby's getting ready to be induced. (laughs) So I'm super excited, you guys. So we have about 3,000 people in here. We have a new member. Shout out to Vic. Thank you for joining the membership. Thank you, guys. Yes, Black Girl Magic, honey. Okay, we are bigger than just, know twerking and 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 fighting and just doing ratchet stuff we're out here making moves i am the first black cbd owner in the twin cities i'm one of the few black female cbd companies out there so when i tell you it's been a lot of work i've learned so much and i've met so many amazing people and i just can't wait and right now we're definitely trying to work on eventually getting into the stores and getting investors and you know everything else so yeah You know, anything I put out there is highly researched. I don't play that. I don't believe in just, you know, trying to make a quick buck. I'm talking about longevity. So, yes, I'm super excited, you guys. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for all the love and support. You guys keep me going. So... I wanted to come on here and I wanted to talk about, um, there's a lot of stuff that's going on and I, you know, I was going to make some videos. I was like, nah, let's go live. Let's go live. Okay. We, there's so much damn tea, Okay. First of all, we got to get on this Harvey Weinstein situation. Now, what I've noticed about his big decrepit ass. Now, remember when he first got accused of all these allegations, remember when TMZ found him slipping in the valley? like you know harvey what do you think about these allegations oh i'm you know it's just allegations there's no truth to it i'm checking myself into rehab i need to just get myself together i need to you know do a zen retreat the man was walking perfectly just as thick and healthy now fast forward two years later this motherfucker hobbling into court like this <laughs> so the day i took to instagram and i had to read him i had everybody on social media dying This is what I wrote on Instagram. Hold on. I don't even know if I have it on here. I'm going to read to you guys what I wrote along with the picture. Because this picture, like, it pissed me off. Let me put it on the screen. Give me a second. Okay. So, let me make this a little bit smaller so it's not blocking everything. Do y'all see this shit? Do y'all see Harvey Weinstein? Trying to like act like he can't walk, but the worst part is, do y'all see them green tennis balls? Do y'all see them green tennis balls on that CVS walker? So this is what I wrote. I said, get the hell out of here with this old ass walker with them green tennis ball and with them green tennis balls on the back of that bitch. You can walk just fine. Anytime these big wigs get hit with some serious charges, here comes a walker, a cane, and a CNI dog. Fuck out of here. y'all not got a smart ass mouth, honey i read his ass for the filth okay you notice that every time it's a high profile person all of a sudden here come all these ailments and i don't care if they're black or white because suge knight did the same damn thing after he done damn killed terry and ran over bone all of a sudden he couldn't see i'm legally blind i can't see He was going into court with that three blind, with the three blind mind case, with the three blind mind, uh, the cane and shit. He had on them big, thick ass glasses. I'm like, so when you decide to run people over, when you was, you know, decide to start all that shit in Compton, you can see just fine. But now that you have to stand trial for the accusations and for the charges, now you can't see. Now you're legally blind. P.O.P. Hold me down. Y'all remember the POP lady? She was like, I didn't do nothing. I didn't kill that man. I'm legally blind. And the reporter was like, You're legally blind. She was like, Huh? Look dead at the reporter. I'm like, Get this bitch out of here. <laughs> and that's what he's trying to do, okay? First of all, the reason why people put green tennis balls. on on their walkers is when the rubber part, you know how it has that little rubber foot? When that rubber foot either falls off or wears off, a lot of poor, you know, senior citizens, they'll put green tennis balls, you know what I mean, to help them keep the balance and to help it from, you know, just scraping on the ground. Harvey Weinstein is a millionaire. Why are you walking around with a CVS walker with green tennis balls? We don't feel bad for you, bitch, okay? We see through the bullshit, Harvey. And, it's so much bullshit going on that when he was found guilty, guess where the walker went? He left that bitch in court. <laughs> so he can he can walk just fine. So when he came to court, he was struggling. But once he was found guilty, he was like, fuck that and fuck this walker. <laughs> I'm going to play y'all the news clip. Let me read these super chats real quick. <laughs> Um, uh, Miss, Miss Memorize says, T, you are glowing. You are such an inspiration to many. Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate it. I'm over here wiling. Thank you. Uh, Millen and Queen says, Harvey was out here walking like a sweaty, <laughs> like a sweaty hunchback of Notre Dame, but didn't have any physical problems when he was out here raping women. Get the fuck out of here, man. Thank you, sis. Thank you. you like I said, when people be doing dirt, they be fit as a fox. Healthy, strong, eating all their damn vegetables, taking their vitamins, you know what I'm saying? Because you know we got to pull out this drive-by. We got to rape these. They be fit as foxes. But then as soon as they're charged and they have to stand trial, all of a sudden there's all these ailments. I'm dying. I got cancer. I can't see. Bill Cosby did the same shit. <laughs> Remember, he started going blind. Not saying he wasn't going blind, but when he went to trial, he was definitely milking it, okay? So I, I find that very, very interesting. People be fit as fox when it comes to doing dirt. Let's see here. Karee B says, love you, T, from one black entrepreneur to another. Congratulations on this win. Keep going. Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate it. Thank you. So I'm going to go ahead. I got y'all in the comment sections dying. That's why I wanted to do this live stream because I'm like, I don't want to just do a video. We about to roast and gag and have fun, Okay. Cause you know we'll have some stats stuff to talk about too. But at this point, Harvey Weinstein is getting roasted and gagged the same way we roasted R. Kelly and the same way people were calling Bill Cosby "Pill Cosby." I need to see the memes being cranked out. I need to see people dragging him because we'd be quick to drag our own. But then when it be one of theirs, it's like, oh, okay, he was found guilty. Nah, y'all need to crank out them damn memes. Okay, that's why I roasted that damn CVS Walker. He was struggling to walk. He literally had, like, first of all, why do you have a walker and you're having to go up the steps? He literally had his whole entourage around him. Somebody was holding his arm. The other person was holding the other arm. Then you had, like, two people side walker. I'm like, they are really trying to milk this shit, okay? They really want us to believe that he is so handicapped. But he wasn't handicapped when he was slinging that rapist peen, now was he? Brandy LaDonna sent 9 dollars She said, I needed that laugh. Thanks, girl. I'm glad I can make you laugh. Anthony Fireman sent $4.99. Thank you so much, Anthony. I appreciate it. Let me see here. Uh, Gator Ashley says, laugh my ass off the tennis balls. Helped to make the walker easier to push. I had to get my hip replaced at 25, and I was rocking t- pink tennis balls i'm glad you're doing better sis but yeah that's usually what you know more you know regular people do that man has the enough money to get a scooter hell he could get a a little hoverboard to hover his ass into the courtroom (laughs) okay i want y'all to go ahead and watch this news clip and watch how he left his damn walker (laughs) y'all go ahead and check this out let me turn down the volume so we don't get an echo Oh, y'all can't hear it? Hold on. Oh, hold on real quick. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, so everybody said that there's no sound? Oh, I wonder why I was saying that. Okay, let me try and fix the sound real quick. Let me check something. So, nobody heard the sound? Okay. Let me try and play it again and mess with the sound. So, some people can hear and some people can't. Okay. Let me try it again. Give me just a second.
1: Weinstein has been using throughout this trial, being wheeled out of court. Weinstein was not placed in a jail cell. We're told he was taken to a medical facility on Rikers Island, New York's most notorious prison, because of his age and serious medical issues. The networks broke into programming to report the dramatic verdict. You could feel the tensions in the room as the verdict was being read. Weinstein himself was surrounded by several court officers at the defense table and remained stoic throughout the reading of the verdict. He was placed in forward-facing handcuffs and had difficulty standing without his walker. What did he say to you after the verdict?
2: I'm innocent. I'm innocent. I'm innocent. How could this happen in America? I'm innocent.
1: Minutes after the verdict, there was an angry confrontation outside Manhattan criminal court between firebrand attorney Gloria Allred and Weinstein's defense team.
3: You guys are going to have to make a choice because we have to go do some work. So you can either hear from the defense okay. team or you can hear from You're Gloria. You're not going you to
2: silence
4: to me again. No, you. Oh, yes, no, you sure. are. All right, oh, so yes, you guys you aren't are. going
3: to hear from us.
1: Well, really? Donna, Manhattan D.A. Cyrus Vance Jr. also spoke out. Because Harvey Weinstein has finally been held accountable for crimes he committed. The women who came forward courageously and at great risk made that happen. The jury of seven men and five women deliberated for 22 hours. They were seen leaving court together. What happened in the jury room? This juror refused to talk about the verdict. The name of one juror can now be revealed. She is author Amanda Brainerd, who wrote a novel about an old man seducing much younger women. One Weinstein accuser, Italian model Ambra Gutierrez, was at the courthouse. I was super happy. I was jumping for joy, I was with my best friend, and cried for about an hour. Weinstein was found guilty of raping actress Jessica Mann and sexually assaulting former production assistant Miriam Halley. But despite the testimony of Sopranos actress, Annabella Shiora, he was found not guilty of the most serious charge of predatory sexual assault, which would have meant a life prison sentence. An attorney for several Weinstein accusers spoke about the heroism of the women who testified.
3: We know that there are many other victims of Harvey Weinstein who were not testifying at this trial, but their voice was heard through these six courageous women.
4: Hi, guys.
0: All right, you guys. Sorry about the audio issues. For some reason, it didn't do the output. It was just doing it where I could hear it on my end, but you guys can hear it. So I apologize about that. But did you guys notice? to court he had that walker he was leaning on it walking slow but as soon as they told him he was found guilty he left that bitch right in the courtroom so that further proves there was nothing wrong with this man okay but i also find it funny how they have him in the medical facility at rikers island instead of having him in there with you know general population but again that's part of that privilege so that's why they're going to have him in a medical facility as opposed to a jail so i find that very very funny Another thing that i that I also find very interesting with Hollywood is that if you guys remember Harvey Weinstein was a favorite of the Hollywood you know industry. He was always getting he was that man that at every award show he was being shouted out, even though he wasn't an actor, he was very unattractive, so nobody wanted to see him in front of the camera. But he was always behind the scenes. But everybody, you know, showed him so much love. He, donna, he donated a lot of money to the Hillary Clinton Foundation and, you know, to her run for president. Like, everybody used to kiss Harvey Weinstein's ass. But now that he's been found guilty, it's literally crickets, okay? Has anybody checked on Gail and Oprah? Because we all know that's their homeboy. They've been really quiet about this situation. Has anybody checked on them? Because I haven't seen a tweet. I haven't seen a I haven't seen anything from either one of them. I think that entire situation is comical. Um, Triple Red X says, Let me see him behind bars with that walker. <laughs> I'm gonna call his ass tennis balls. I mean, I couldn't believe when I seen that I was like, okay, I, I gotta call a spade a spade. Am I the only one seeing how he's trying to milk this? And you know who else did the same thing? I talked about this on Instagram. You remember when George Zimmerman, you know, when he killed Trayvon Martin, he was, you know, the, the neighborhood, you know, bootleg cop. He was buff. He was fit. He was in shape. And then when he was on trial for his life, remember, he gained all this weight. He was fat as hell. And I remember mean, I kept asking people, why is he getting fatter? The food in jail ain't that damn good. But uh, somebody was telling me that they felt like that was uh, like a tactic by his uh, lawyers to basically make him come off like a sweet teddy bear. Because when he gained weight, he just looked like a little chubby little, you know, Latino teddy bear or something. You know what I mean? And he didn't look like that buff, crazy, you know, neighborhood police officer. So a lot of times they will do stuff like that trying to gain sympathy from, you know, from the jurors and from the onlookers and stuff like that. So I don't doubt that the reason why Harvey Weinstein was pushing that damn CVS Walker with them two green tennis balls in the back was because his lawyers told him to look, you know what I'm saying, decrepit and old, so that way people could be like, oh, he's too old and decrepit to go to jail. No, bullshit. Y'all got Bill Cosby in there. Harvey Weinstein can join him, okay? And my thing is this, like somebody said, I'm not going to get too excited because a lot of people can be found, you know, guilty We got to wait for the sentencing. Now, they're saying that he's looking at a mandatory 25 years. But again, when you're talking about prestige and, you know, Hollywood connections, who's to say that he may get that 25 years? I don't know. So we're going to have to really wait until the sentencing. And he also has another court date in L.A. coming up soon. So it's not over for him at all. At all. They may give him house arrest. You know, I don't, I don't know. And then again, we got to realize most of his victims were white women. Like, so let's keep that real. If he was out here fucking a bunch of, you know, up and coming black uh, actresses and and black women in the industry, it probably wouldn't have been taken seriously. It probably like all black women do is sit online and twerk any damn ways. They deserve it. You know, that was an excuse, but because, you know, he was doing this towards white women, I think that he may actually, you know, they may actually get some justice. And that's just keeping it real. Yep, remember that? Obama had his, he was interned, Obama's daughter, Sasha, interned for Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, all of Hollywood was running with him. He was the homeboy. And, you know, I want to thank Harvey Weinstein for this award. They were cracking jokes. Everybody knew what was going on. Like like this, him, you know, sexually assaulting women and whipping his peen out and doing all this perverted shit because he had power. He's one of those kids you can tell when he was younger in school, he wasn't popular. He's always been, you know, on the heavier side. He's not attractive whatsoever, you know, but because he was able to gain power and prestige, it's almost like he was trying to pay back all those pretty women that wouldn't look at him, you know, before he blew up. It's almost like he had a vendetta or an axe to grind. Because you notice most of the women that he was raping and, and, you know, harassing and doing all that crazy shit with were, you know, top, you know, models, Hollywood, scarlets, A-listers, you know, these weren't Z-list reality TV stars. It's like he wanted to see those A-list women that the whole world worships and, and you know, looks up to. He wanted to see them grovel and, you know, um, be at his beck and call. So, yeah, it's it's really sad. It's really sad. Let's see here. Tell Oprah to do right <laughs> by us. Wait, until Oprah does right by us, everything she think of going crumble. Y'all are wildin'. Yeah. Just, yep, just like Lou Pearlman. I watched the documentary, and I'm like six months late, but honey, I just got around to it. I watched the documentary that Lance uh, Bass did on Lou Pearlman. And the whole drama with NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys. And it was really good. It was like a YouTube documentary. I really enjoyed it. And it really showed, you know, just how crazy Lou Pearlman was. And how he was able to get away with stuff. Because, again, people are so enamored by fame. And, you know, having a name. That they throw all common sense out the window. I mean, this man literally robbed these families. He robbed these young boys. And, you know, rumor has it that he was also a predator. You know, so, yeah, that documentary was very, very interesting. Uh, let's see here. Stop says, thank you for keeping it Wait, Thank you. Keep that real coming. I definitely will. Thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate it. And we have a new member, um, Beryl Robinson. Thank you for joining the membership, sis. Yeah, so it's a lot. It's a lot. I'm telling you, the rabbit hole goes deep with all the stuff that goes on in Hollywood and the casting couch. And, you know, again, people are literally putting fame before common sense. And it's like, you wouldn't go to a hotel room at 3 o'clock in the morning to go meet with Joe Blow. But because it's Harvey Weinstein, you know, and he has this reputation and he's a, a big guy in Hollywood and he can get you a leading actress role a lot of these women threw common sense out the window, and that's why I will always hold women responsible in certain instances that you have to use common sense. Nobody's going to care about you or look out for your well-being better than you, and if that's victim shaming, y'all know, y'all, y'all know how I feel about that word. You can kick rocks with that shit, okay? So that's why I say that a lot of women, we need to be careful, you, we have no business going onto to tour buses with random rappers that we don't know them personally. We just know their music, okay? Because at the end of the day, anybody can flip at any time. Anybody can put you in a horrible, you know, situation at any time. You have to listen to that gut intuition and your gut instinct because there's no way in hell Harvey Weinstein could have called me and been like, we need to have a meeting at three o'clock in the morning in my hotel room. No, bitch, we will meet downstairs in the conference room at 3 o'clock in the afternoon with my manager and my PR person. Because when it's supposed to be a professional meeting, and this is a professional environment, there's nothing professional about meeting in somebody's hotel room at 3 o'clock in the morning. So let's keep that real. Let's see here. Yeah, the documentary, um, it wasn't Corey Haim, it's Corey Feldman. I think it came out. I haven't watched it yet, but I need to check that out. Um, Let's see here. So Uniquely Me says, good evening, T. Just sending some love. Thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate it. And good evening to you as well. Um, Naya Cochat says, T, thank you for your content. Each post enlightens and motivates me to do it by myself. You have helped me get through some tough, tough times. Love you. May God continue to bless you and protect you. Cheers. Thank you so much, sis. That means so much to me. That really does. Thank you. And, you know, I'm gonna keep doing what I got to do and, and keeping it real. You know, at this point, I don't know if you're aware, but the video that I did on Quaden, the little um, the little boy, the, the one with, um, what is he, a dwarf? That video, how about they age-restricted it? And at this point, I'm trying to fight it to keep it up, but they're trying to take it down. Because, again, when you speak the truth and you point out, consistencies and you point out bullshit and you're not just going with the, you know, the mainstream narrative and you're not just being a sheep, it, you know, it irritates people's you know, so that's the part that can be frustrating, but I'm still going to keep speaking my truth and speaking for the voiceless. And I don't think anything I said in that video was wrong. You know, the video wasn't about picking on the little boy. You know, if anything, I called out Brad Williams and his ulterior motives for setting up that GoFundMe But I'm not going to blame a child for how his parents are rearing him. And I'm not going to blame a child for how adults are exploiting him. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to point out that it's funny that people can set him up a GoFundMe. He's now, you know, at all types of football games, soccer games. They don't flew him to America. You know, he's hanging with all these celebrities, going on shopping, you know, trips. But when anybody from the black community gets bullied, harassed, our pain is always taken as a joke. And that's one thing that bothers me, and I have to keep it real. And, I, and, you know, people might get offended by me saying this, but I think the reason why they don't take our pain seriously is because we don't value our pain as people of color, right? A young black boy gets jumped when a young black girl gets her ass whooped, gets slapped on camera. Like I said in that video, we turn it into a hot beat. We turn it into a song. And what that tells the rest of the world is that pain does not matter. And that's me keeping it all the way 100. And because we joke about everything, including our pain, nobody ever thinks, dang, what that person went through is crazy. Let me try and set them up a GoFundMe. Let me try and look out for that family. We don't get those same treatments. So I hope this is a wake-up call to a lot of black folk. That when things happen to our children, let's stop making memes about it. Let's stop turning Sharkeisha, okay, the victimizer, into the hero. And let's start uplifting the victims. Because to this day, I couldn't tell you the girl who Sharkeisha slacked. I don't know her name. It doesn't ring a bell. But we all praise Sharkeisha, the bully, the antagonizer. So I I really hope it's a wake-up call to a lot of folks. Because when white kids go through pain, oh, they set up GoFundMes for them. They get them counseling. They they make the national news. People come out of pocket. They make sure they're good. But when our kids go through the same thing, it, 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 nobody cares. And when I call that out, now I'm bullying. I'm, you know, I'm victim shaming. My video gets age restricted. For keeping it real about the difference between how our kids are treated versus how, other people's, you know, other people's children are treated in their community. So I don't know. That's just keeping it real. Thank you. I'm glad you see where I'm coming from. We, we laugh too much at our pain. And so now the world just, they don't care. They don't take our pain seriously. Nobody would say, if, if that was Daquan getting bullied, the comments would be, well, Daquan needs to toughen up. Put Daquan in karate. He needs to take jiu-jitsu. Those would be the comments if that was Daquan crying. Or, well, you know what? God makes no mistakes, Daquan. You're going to be a damn dwarf your whole life. You might as well toughen up. Learn how to fight. Go watch Little Women Atlanta. Go watch Little Women LA. Those would have been the comments for the most part. Daquan wouldn't have gotten no damn GoFundMe. Let's keep that all the way real. I'm glad you guys see where I'm coming from. T.J. Turner says, are you ever happy? Um, bitch, what kind of question is that? Did I not stop the live stream happy? My son did good at conferences. I'm starting a new business. No, the question you should be asking yourself is, are you ever happy? See, that's the problem. When you speak the truth, it irritates people's demons. Somebody boot his ass out my chat. What you are not going to do is come in with no stupid questions and divert the energy, attention seeker. So you got my attention. Now you're banned out the panel. I'm a very happy person, boo. <laughs> Y'all now will flip quick, honey. I don't like stupid stuff like that. How you gonna ask somebody they ever happy because you're speaking the truth? See, when you talk about racism and you point out disparages that happen to black people, now I'm the angry black woman. What did I just say in that whole little spiel that I was talking that made me unhappy? I'm speaking for people who are voiceless, and this fool's talking about, are you ever happy? Well, I hope you enjoy the block party. We're serving fish and grits. <laughs> <laughs> Boot it fast, honey. Don't come here with that bullshit. Real talk. Um, let's see here. We got a super chat from Sinbad1129. Congrats from Memphis, Maine. Hey! <laughs> Keep striving. You're one of the last real ones we got left on the internet. I feel you. Thank you so much, Simbad. I really appreciate that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I hope I said Maine right. I love how people from Tennessee say that. We have a new member. Uh, Sulima. thank you so much for joining the membership, sis. Thank you. Um, C, oh, CGT286 says them not acknowledging our pain is nothing new 400 plus years of denial sadly we've also bought into the hype amen thank you and i had to keep that real like i said people can get offended but it's the truth when we go through pain when we go through adversity we joke about it so much that people don't take our pain seriously um, Jada Pratt says, T, the devil works overtime. Keep being you. Keep speaking your truth for others who have no voice. Thank you so much. I definitely will. You know he's always busy, honey. Always. Um, Ajanye says, I will never forget the 14-year-old black girl that got raped at the party and they made it into a joke. She was unconscious and it was not funny at all. Oh, my God. I do remember that. Thank you for bringing that up. I do remember that because the way she was laid out, she was like, you know, like her arm and her leg was like in this position. And it was called the Jada pose, the Jada pose. Thank you for bringing that up. That's a perfect example at how this black girl was roofied, raped by multiple men at a party and people turned it into a viral meme called the Jada pose, hit the Jada pose. So not only was she violated by being assaulted on camera, then the internet turned into the into a joke. That could have never happened had that been Becky. There would have been no Becky pose. Let's keep that real. But again, then you have an idiot talking about, are you ever happy? So thank you for bringing that up. I appreciate it. I remember that story. I did a video on it years ago. Um, and Crisco says, thank you for your content. We love you in South Jersey. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Jersey in the house. <laughs> Let's see here. Um, Finrock says, T, can you talk about Lark Voorhees' situation? It's sad how her Saved by the Bell cast members shunned her because of her mental health issues. I might, thank you so much for the super chat. I might do a video on that. I did see her on Dr. Oz, and she seems to be getting, you know, a lot better. Again, the industry does not really have love for people of color like that. When they go through struggles, when they go through stuff, it's like, oh, well, but I bet you that was Kelly Kapowski, Jessica Spano, because I was a fan to say by the bell, she'd probably treat treated a little bit differently. You know, and I, and I wish, you know, Lark Voorhees the best. And I'm glad that she finally recognized that she did have an issue and that she was suffering from mental illness because mental illness is, re- is really, really real. And especially in the black community, it goes so misdiagnosed because people don't want to, you know, seek counseling. They don't want to go to a psychiatrist. There's so much stigma concerning mental health in our community. So I'm glad she's doing better. I was really happy to see her on Dr. Oz. So thank you, guys. Um... Let's see here. Yeah, she had a, a really bad mental breakdown, but she's she's doing a lot better. She's doing a lot better. Um, let's see. Jada Pratt says, in college, any party I go to, I'm bringing my own liquor. As women, we have to be safe. If we go to a frat party together, we leave together. Exactly. You know, you, you just have to, and there's nothing wrong with being more on the cautious side you know, being more wary, you know, I know my intuition, my gut instincts has saved me from a lot of situations, a lot of situations. And you should never be ashamed to listen to that voice within you because that voice within you may just save your life. And too many people ignore that depending on the situation. And that kind of, I think we can use that to segue into our next story. Because we've already been on here for 36 minutes. So time is just flying. We have over 6,000 people in the chat. So thank you so much to everybody here tonight joining us. So um, that intuition, we can use to segue into the whole Kobe Bryant Memorial which went on today, which was really beautiful. I have to go and end up watching the whole two-hour event. I saw bits and pieces just because i would just been really busy today, you know, getting ready. I was running errands. We had conferences, but I'm going to sit and watch the replay. But I saw the part where Michael Jordan, I mean, he gave a beautiful eulogy. Um, Vanessa Bryant, the strength that she showed was just amazing, was just amazing in front of all those people to talk, you know, about her. And, and the things that she misses and the things that she would never get to experience, you know, and, and her husband not being there. And one thing I think a lot of people really did like about Kobe and Vanessa is that they they just they were not like a, a, a attention seeking couple. She just stayed in her lane Kobe stayed in his lane. She wasn't trying to outshine him. She wasn't crying about wanting male attention. She just did her thing. He did her thing, and it, and he did his thing, and it, they just worked well together. And that's what I kind of really, really like about the Jameses, you know, LeBron James and Savannah. Savannah's in her lane. She's just a mother, you know. She's there cheering on her kids at their game and supporting Zuri and doing all that stuff, and she allows LeBron to do his thing on the court. She's not out here seeking attention. She's not trying to be on basketball wise. And I think that's why a lot of people in the industry and a lot of people, you know, really, really genuinely love Kobe and Vanessa. I mean, you got a few mushmouth people who are mad about the initial thing. I don't care about that. Because that, that was a couple that's been together since high school. Well, since she was in high school. He was a little bit older. But, you know, they've been together from day one. They, you know, they might have had their issues here and there. But they were able to mend those issues and become better people, better adults, amazing parents. So I think that's why a lot of people really took this personal and are really grieving with Vanessa. Because you just never heard anything bad about them in the industry. You never heard about Kobe being in the clubs, drunk, wilding out. I've been doing celebrity news for 10 years. I've never gotten any low-key tea on Kobe. Like, yeah, you know, I was at the, the club and Kobe was sliding his numbers to some girl. I never heard that. Or, you know, Vanessa's out here creeping with such and such. Never heard that. But we've heard that with a lot of other couples in entertainment. But never those two. So I think a lot of people just genuinely like their connection. And a lot of people took it really hard. Um, let's see here. Desiree Nicole says, We have been conditioned as a society not to care about people of color. It's utterly disgusting. We need to change our society, and it starts with our dollars. Thank you so much, sis, and I definitely agree with you. It's definitely been conditioning. You know what I'm saying? That when it's somebody of another race we automatically go into grief mode and we automatically feel sympathy for them and things like that. But unfortunately, even us as black people, we'll see somebody going through something and it's just like, oh, well, you know, so we we shrug it off. But when it's somebody else, it's like, for some reason, they'll see themselves in that person, even though they may not see themselves in somebody who looks just like them. So thank you for that great point. Yes, Gabriel Union and D-Wade take notes. Exactly. And y'all notice he did his whole Jersey retirement ceremony the other day. I didn't even want to post about that because I'm just so over the ways at this point. But like I said, this this whole tour that they went on was definitely just to bring attention. I don't know if he's feeling some type of way because he's not mentioned as much as like a Kobe, LeBron, Michael, I don't know, honey. But I noticed that he did that whole retirement jersey thing when he retired literally three years ago. So why are you just not retiring your jersey number? That's my side-eye look. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. JT says, It's sad because Mario Lopez, a man of color, never stood by Lorc Forhees and... Never stood by Lord Voorhees' side or stood up for her. Yeah, he didn't, you know, which is unfortunate. But she'll be okay. She'll bounce back. Um, Tara Best says, facts about the Jameses. Love them. They remind me of being my husband. Anyways, love your channel. Can't wait to buy your CBD line. Congrats. Thank you so much, sis. Yeah, and that's why I love them. People can say whatever they want. People are like, oh, you're such a dick rider. All you do is dick ride the James. That's fine. I don't care. OK, they are the epitome to me of black love. They were young teenage parents. You know, they're raising their kids. You don't never hear about their kids being involved in a bunch of mess, getting in trouble. You don't hear about LeBron James being involved in a bunch of mess. I hear having side babies and, you know, Savannah out here just doing ratchet stuff, looking for attention. I genuinely like them. I like their family dynamic. I Maybe I'm just old school. I just like old fashioned, you know, Families. I just, I just you know, they they just they just work. I, I don't like when I see people just constantly on social media and looking for social media attention and validation. And it's like, bro, you're married to like one of the top athletes in the world or one of the top entertainers. Like, what is going on in your household that any little thing that goes on, good or bad, you need to run to Instagram? These people are just here sipping tea. They don't give a damn about you. They don't even understand your plight because you guys are not even in the same tax brackets. You know, so I, I really like them. I, I like them and I like the. I really did. Okay, I'm so glad, Shamia David. Thank you for pointing that out. Shamia says they should have acknowledged the family. You know, I think the only one who did acknowledge the family, let's talk about it, you know, and some might get offended. I don't care. Um, but I believe Michael Jordan was the only one who said the Bryant family. You know, I understand that Kobe has some issues with his parents because remember, I think it was like back in like 2002 or something like that. Well, initially all the drama started in 2001 because the parents never wanted Kobe to get with Vanessa. They felt like he was way too young to get married. This was like his first official girlfriend. This was her first official boyfriend. They didn't want him getting distracted. And you know, when you're young and you're in the you don't want to hear shit your parents got to say so i understand the conflict you know what i'm saying my parents did the same thing they felt like i was too young you need to focus on school and do this and you know because i felt like i was so in love and they couldn't tell me anything what happened i got pregnant became a teen mom you know what i'm saying so sometimes when you're a child and you're in it you don't get it but once you become an adult and then you become a parent you understand it more so even though they were both probably upset back then, and, you know, now looking back, hindsight is 20, twenty they're still together, they have their beautiful family, but let's keep it real. For a lot of people who get together that young, it doesn't always work out to be a fairy tale situation, okay? It, it usually ends up in heartache and, and divorce and everything else, and I believe that that's what Kobe Bryant's parents were trying to prevent him from, you know, having to go through, especially with... To the NBA, they wanted that to be his focus, not him being a young, you know, uh, husband and father and all that stuff. So I think that's where the initial conflict came from. And then they seem to start getting along. And then the parents were caught selling his high school memorabilia, which I definitely understand him being upset about that because it's like, come on, I worked hard for this. These these are things that you should cherish, you know. Like I'll, I'm gonna give you guys money. I'm gonna buy you guys. House. I'm going to eventually get you guys anything your heart's desire. You don't have to sell my memorabilia. This is not a good look. So that caused a lot of conflict in their, in their relationship. I know they didn't talk for years, but I heard, you know, that in more recent years, they did make up and they have been dealing with each other. And I know his sisters, they might've had their, you know, on again, off again issues. But at the end of the day, I agree with you, Shamia, when you say that they should have um, they should have been acknowledged at the end of the day. There'd be no Kobe Bryant if it was not for Jelly Bean Bryant, okay? Him, you know, having a child with the mother, training Kobe up, immersing him in basketball, you know, just, just teaching him the way of, you know, bettering himself, making his son an even better player than what he was, so you have to acknowledge the parents. You can't acknowledge Kobe and not acknowledge where he comes from and who raised him. And ultimately, he was a good guy. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of that whole, you know, that, that blip, that one blip, that one mistake, he was a good guy. He was a good kid. He wasn't a troublemaker. He wasn't in and out of jail. So the parents did something right. So they should be acknowledged. They definitely should be. Um, Kobe's parents didn't like the fact that Vanessa wasn't black. Yeah. Some parents are like that. You know, it's no different than white parents, not daughter to date, you know, a a black man. You know, some parents would rather their their child stay within their race, you know, and his parents are, you know, that's that's how they felt at the time. But at the end of the day, it worked out and their union kind of bought the Latino and the black community in L.A. together You know, being that Kobe was very active in the Latino community, a lot of the Latinos, they really loved and really respected Kobe Bryant and his wife. And the fact that he spoke Spanish so fluently, like, he was one of those, like, oh, I'm just dating a, you know, a spicy Latina. I'm just dating an exotical. Nah, he took that to heart. Like, not only am I going to just date this Latina woman, I'm going to know about their culture. I'm going to learn the language. Spoke that very fluently along with Italian. Kobe was very smart, very, very smart man. Um, let's see here. Kate Taylor says, Sending XOs. I'm going to cash app you. Twanky, I don't want YT taking half of your coins from me. Look forward to the CBD skin line. Thank you so much, Kate Taylor. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, CFC, We the Best says, Love, you. Love your channel, T. Keep doing you, Queen. Thank you. I definitely will. Thank you. Yes, Anthony, he spoke fluent Spanish, fluent. So uh, again, those are the type of interracial relationships I like when it's not a fetish. For Kobe, it wasn't a fetish. He was really immersed in her culture, got to know more about her. You know, the family, he spoke fluent, not broken. Don't get me to trying to speak Spanish, honey. Uno, dos, tres. Adios abuela that's that's my spanish no he spoke that shit fluently you know what i'm saying so he was really in it to win it it wasn't about some weird fetish or nothing like that so i i I respected their relationship and she immersed herself in african-american culture and they did that with both their kids so yeah if you don't know about kobe man definitely definitely read up he's a very very smart brother yep he spoke four languages thank you very smart he, to me, is the epitome of when people try to put black men in a box. He is everything that is not a stereotype. And that's why a lot of people got so offended when the mainstream media kept trying to devalue him to an to a incident, to a mistake that he made at the age of 19. Because one thing about when young white men make mistakes, it's boys will be boys. Oh, that was so long ago. He's a grown man now. He's changed his ways. But when young black men make mistakes, something that was 20 something years ago, and you can still bring that up in his death, that to me is disgusting. And that's why a lot of us who especially who are sports fans took big offense to that because that man was too smart, too brilliant for y'all to keep bringing up some bullshit that was settled and tossed out, period, point blank. So we're not we're not going to let that be his legacy. Because a lot of y'all, you know what I'm saying, only know one language. This man spoke four fluently. Let's see here. Vic says, T, I've been watching you since I was 13. I'm now 22. You gave me guidance. My messed up parents, you gave me the guidance that my messed up parents couldn't. Man, don't let me cry. Um, I will be starting my own art venture this year, thanks to you. Your drive, integrity, and passion keeps inspiring me. Thank you so much, Vic. Like, that means a lot. Thank you so much. And I'm glad. I feel like, you know, I have, like, all these surrogate, you know, children. Even though I'm not, like, you know, super old. But I feel like I have, like, a lot of little surrogate children. You know, people have been watching when I was 13, now they're in college, and they're starting families, and one of my tea sippers sent me a picture today of her son, he's watching my videos, he's probably like six months old, and he's like, she's taking a picture of him, he's like just engrossed watching my videos, you know, so that means a lot to me, so I'm so glad that I was just able to inspire you and be somebody that you may not know me personally, but I was somebody to help, you know, change your life in a positive manner, you know, that unfortunately you weren't able to get from your parents, so thank you so much for that. Y'all don't have me in here losing my voice and tearing up, man. Yep, I'm one of them, been here for years. My OG T-Sippers, I've been watching you since I was 15. You raised a lot of us. Oh, man. I was 18 when I first started watching you. I'm 25 as of last Friday. Happy belated birthday. That is awesome. Happy belated birthday, Chelsea. Thank you, guys. Tt is Auntie in Spanish. Yes, it is. All my like nieces, they all call me TT. Mm-hmm. No, that is awesome. Let's see here. We got some more super chats. Um, Spartan 91 says, I love your YouTube channel and your Instagram. You are my absolute favorite. I love you, T. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much. I definitely will. Thank you. Um, Lala C says, you better preach. <laughs> Thank you for the super chat, and I definitely will. Tiffany Farrell, thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, so it's like we have to, you know, definitely give people their roses while they're here, but don't let people make a mockery of, you know, people who just try their best. You know what I'm saying? None none of us are perfect, okay, myself included. None of us are perfect. We've all made mistakes. We've all fallen, But it's not where you start, it's where you finish. And I think Kobe, where he finished, from where he started, you could only pray to, like, be able to accomplish a fraction of what he accomplished in life, you know? So, yeah, I I didn't appreciate that at all, them bringing that up. Because, like I said, when it comes to, you know, white celebrities, any mistake that they make is not held against them. You know, Paul Walker, he was out here smashing 16-year-olds. I didn't hear nobody in the mainstream media bring that shit up. Okay? They're not going to disrespect their own. So if you're not going to bring up old shit about your own when they passed, and rest in peace to Paul Walker, I was a fan of his, but receipts and the truth is truth. He smashed a 16-year-old. So if we're not going to bring that up and throw that in his face in death, I don't want to hear shit about Kobe and and the damn girl in Colorado. I don't want to hear nothing about it. I don't care at this point. And that's just what it is. Oh, y'all better research. I didn't know. Oh, y'all didn't know. Did I, did I spill some tea? Did I spill some new tea to y'all? You know, TT don't miss shit. But again, I have integrity. You can go research it. But I'm not going to bring that up and, and, and put that in a video. When I did my videos on Paul Walker's death, it was about Paul Walker. And, you know, the the tributes that he made to the Fast and Furious franchise. And, you know, the the charities that he worked for and the things that he did and the way he inspired young people. I didn't bring up the fact that, you know, he had faced, you know, sexual abuse allegations in the past. That wasn't the time or place. That's all I'm saying. But did the mainstream media bring it up? Absolutely not. So, yeah, you know, I don't miss shit, honey. I better go Google. Just keeping it real. We're not going to turn this into a Paul Walker chat. I was just using that in the, as an example. But it's out there. It's definitely out there. Um, let's see here. New York Neek says, Star Brim and the 5-9 indi- uh, indictments. I want to do a video on that. I'm still waiting for more information on that situation. It's not a good look. I mean, there's really no... I mean, what, what can you say? It's not a good look. And that's why I always tell you guys... You have to watch the people that you're around and the things that you involve yourself in because you never know where you'll be in the future. So even though at this point in time, life looks bleak and the only people you think that you can really have something in common with is a gang. And it might be fun when you're, you know, 14, 15, 16, the gang bang and I'm a blood and I'm a crip and this and that. But again, you never know where you're going to be as an adult. So all this shit that she done did and been involved in back when she was younger and now she's trying to change her life. Like I tell you, the devil's always busy. So now that she's finding herself in a better place in life, she's getting ready to, you know, have a baby. She has her podcasting going on. She's trying to do, you know, more than what she was doing before. Here comes all this old shit. They're talking about she's the damn godmother, of the damn bloods out there in, in New York. So it's, it's really sad. It's a sad situation. And I would say that young people need to learn from that. You know, like I always say, learn from other people's mistakes so you're not destined to repeat them. So even though, you know, being involved in, in, you know, nefarious activity might seem cool and fun and, you know, you might get a rush, that shit can come back to bite you later on in life once you've changed and you're trying to do better. And I think that's the case with Star Brim, unfortunately. So I'm just going to sit back, sip tea, you know, I don't miss shit. I don't miss anything. But I definitely want to see how it plays out and to see what they're going to do. Because right now they're waiting for her to have her baby before they, they move. So, yeah, the whole situation is nuts. Brie from NYC says, facts. Um, Paula said karma is real. Exactly. Um, just joined the party. Damn, y'all really want to hear about Umar. We're going to talk about Umar? Oh, God, I've been out here already an hour. God, time be flying. We're going to talk about Umar, but we just, we're having, you know, other conversations. You know what I'm saying? I mean, unless y'all want me to leave, I can go. But, you know, I like, you know, we're having other conversations. Um, Nergi Studio says, my favorite hot chocolate I like to sip every now and then. Thank you so much for the super chat. Thank you. Um, Let's see here. I love you guys, too. Yeah, we're going to get on him. Look, y'all like, no, 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 leave. Don't don't leave, don't leave, don't leave. Stay, stay. No, we're going to talk about it. But, um, yeah, I want to, you know, just to point that out. But, yeah, I'm I'm keeping up with the story. Trust and believe me. I'm keeping up with it. So, we talked about a lot of stuff today. Tease World says, NY Post says coronavirus could have leaked in the lab. Isn't it funny, uh, Tease World how everything if y'all go back and watch my first video about the coronavirus it's funny that everything that i was saying in that video now the mainstream media has researched it and now they're putting it out there publicly remember i said that there were two logical causes of the coronavirus one is what the the Chinese media was trying to spin by saying it came from bats because bats do carry the coronavirus and people in Wuhan were, you know, eating all types of wild game meat, including bats, right? So that was the first thing they were trying to spin. But remember, me and my tea sipper, we made it a point to let you guys know about the laboratory that they had put in Wuhan in 2017. And when they decided to build that lab, And that lab was for infectious, you know, viruses and everything else. One of the world's most infectious viruses. They built that lab in Wuhan. And when they decided to do that, it caused the people of Wuhan to have a lot of worry. I mean, think about it. That'd be like them building a bio lab in the middle of the Bronx or in the middle of, you know, of South Minneapolis or in the middle of Compton. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, hold up. Hell no. Why are you trying to build that here? What if something leaks? What if it gets into the environment? So it's very funny how now the mainstream media is like, oh, this might have been made in the laboratory. This might have been put out there nefariously. We've been talking about it. And this is why my tea sippers are some of the smartest people on the internet. (laughs) We keep it real over here. And we were talking about this before it even really went mainstream. You know? Um... Yeah, the whole coronavirus thing is crazy. Remember, like I always tell you guys, I don't believe in coincidences. And remember, I posted the other day on Instagram about the book by Kuntz. Is it Dean Kuntz? And in that book, basically the entire story laid out. What we're living right now was put in that book, what, 30 years ago in 1981? How funny that in Daniel Kuntz's book, And if you guys can put the title of the book in the comment section, please, because I can't, the, the title of the book is escaping me, but the title, I mean, but the book in Daniel Kuhn's book, right? The city that started the virus and it's called the virus. Wuhan. Now, remember I pointed out in my last video, I've never even heard of Wuhan until this whole situation, but Wuhan is the city in the book from 37 years ago. Did you guys write the book in here? Um, Tony Hotep says coronavirus can be killed by Lysol. Check the back. That's a different strain. Let, the, let's not give misinformation, sis. That's a different strain of corona. There's different strains. So the one that's printed on the back of the Lysol can, that's the regular flu strain. The coronavirus that they're dealing with is called, what is it, Covid 19 You're not killing that with no Lysol, sis, at all. At this point, if you catch it, the death rate, I believe they're saying it's like a 90% chance that you'll die if you catch it. So Lysaw is not going to, to kill that. So you have to be very, very careful. Um, the Eyes of Darkness by Dean Kuntz. Thank you so much, crazy girl. That is the book, you guys. The Eyes of Darkness by Dean Kuntz. And I think you guys can listen to the audio book and type it. But even the doctor... Right. In that book, the doctor's name was Chin Lee or, you know, the doctor that died, that that told everybody the, about the coronavirus. His name is also in that book. Like, it's creepy. I don't know. Go to my Instagram page. I posted all that shit on you. It's on my Instagram page, but it's creepy. How many coincidences are in this book from 30 something years ago? So that's why I feel like a lot of stuff is predictive programming and a lot of things are already put out there. And it's like, now we're living it. And it's so creepy. Like last night, don't judge me. But you know how like conspiracy theorists always reference The Matrix? Now I'm not gonna lie. I tried to watch The Matrix a long time ago. This was before I was more conscious and aware. So I was probably like maybe like 20 And I tried to watch The Matrix. I was like, this shit is boring. I turned it off and I went to sleep. I'm sorry. And I just never got back into it. And me, my homeboy was talking last night. He's like, no, you really need to just watch it. And especially now that you're older and you're more conscious and more aware, it's going to trip you the hell out. Because he had went to go rewatch it recently. So I said, you know what? You're right. I'm going to go ahead and give The Matrix a chance. Y'all, to like, oh my gosh, I was up last night because I took a nap when we got home. And then I woke up like around midnight and I started watching it and like it was just crazy rewatching the matrix now as a grown-up as somebody who's aware it was like so many things that were in that movie that i'm like wow like this shit is really resonating like how they were creating those babies and i'm sorry if i sound crazy but I- Yeah, I just was never into The Matrix. Again, um, clone JTV. I was young. So for me, I was like, this shit's boring. And I just turned it off. I don't know. I just got bored, okay? I wasn't into it. I probably wanted to watch a comedy. I don't know. I was just bored. But I went back and I rewatched it. So please give me my props, okay? I made up for it. And I learned so much from the movie last night. And the part when they were talking about... You know, you don't even have to have they're, they're they're basically trying to have it where the human race is not the ones giving birth, that people are going to be manufactured and that, you know, the whole transhumanism agenda. Like, it's crazy now that we're in 2020 and all of that stuff that they wrote back in 1999 and before then, I feel like a lot of it is coming to pass. You know, like how many people now, like now we have surrogates where well, you don't even have to have a baby yourself. You can literally pay somebody now to be your, your working womb. You know what I'm saying? And babies being born outside of the womb and things like that. So it was really interesting. Like my mind was just going, yes, I watched the matrix. Yes. Yeah, so I had to keep that real. Like I'm not one of the people, people, you know, I, I know the whole little thing, like the blue pill, the red Like I understand all the memes and you know, the, the references to the matrix, but I never actually sat and watched a movie until last night. So I'm proud of myself. I finally did it and I enjoyed it. Uh, Maya Ruiz says, I'm glad I started becoming aware and conscious, like at 14 and 15, now I'm 18 and see, that's the best part. For your generation, Maya, because you guys are young. You guys have access to so much information. You got to realize, like, when we were coming up, we didn't have no Internet. So anything that we wanted to know, we had to go to the public library. You had to go through the Dewey Decimal System, okay? We're the 90s kids. Who knows about the Dewey Decimal System? Well, you will go to the library, you go through them cards, A, B, C, D, try and look up the books and stuff like that. That's how we got our information. So information wasn't always, you know, just given to us. Like you guys are the microwave generation. Anything you guys want to know about, is at y'all's fingertips. That's why I hate when I see young people who are just lazy and don't want to take advantage. Like there's so many ways for y'all to get money. You guys are one of the most creative like, y'all's generation is so creative. Like, it just amazes me. You know what I'm saying? Like, so many times we talk down to young people, and we shouldn't. Like, you guys are literally, like, running this social media thing. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm an I'm a older person, so I learned so much from you guys. You know, just the way that you guys can put out a dance, and it goes viral. Now you got the little black girl. She You know, she made it our way to Ellen. I was so happy for her. You know, she just made up the dance in her bedroom. Now you got, you know, top tier celebrities doing it. You guys have access to so much stuff. You know, take advantage of that. But also unplug. If I can leave you guys with that for this generation, because you're around the same age as my children, unplug. Don't get so caught up in the matrix. Take advantage of the fact that you're able to learn and, you know, be entrepreneurs and put yourself out there. But don't also let it blind you. You know, sometimes you have to unplug and get back to yourself. You know, center yourself. Don't be so worried about keeping up with the next person. Don't let Instagram ruin your self worth and your self esteem and change you and change the core of who you are. So that's the one thing I can say to your generation. While you guys are so creative and so talented, and you guys have a wealth of information at your fingertips don't let that wealth of information bombard you because sometimes technology and info comes at you guys so fast, you don't even have enough time to digest it. Message. (laughs) Am I getting too deep for y'all? Okay, great Uh uh-uh afro samurai says umar gonna ban you from fdmg academy if he ever builds one first okay you can't ban something that ain't there (laughs) we're gonna talk about umar johnson next we are definitely gonna talk about it um jmt says technology can easily blind you i'm 26 and i've been having to take breaks from the internet amen you have to you know Instagram will have your self-esteem, honey. And I be like, I be, I just, I think like, what is it doing to these kids? Because I know sometimes what it does to me when I'm just scrolling through Instagram. I, damn, I, I didn't get invited to that event. <sighs> now I have FOMO. You know, why did not I get invited? I see everybody there. Where's my invite? You know, it makes you feel some type of way or, you know, you see somebody, their hair is laid, makeup on point. Like, damn, where are you about to go? Nowhere. Just, just putting out a bunch of shit for the gram. It really, can, it really can start to warp you and warp who you are. And that's why I always tell young people, take a break. Because Instagram will have you feeling like you're too fat. You're not as pretty. You're not as talented. Nobody knows your name. You're trying hard to be seen, but there's all these people. it will have you focusing on the wrong thing. So, yeah, it's always good to unplug. I'll, even for myself, it's always good to unplug and take a break. Let's see here. Um, Lex Jetria says, T, can you can I please DM you a story about my brother? He's the first black educated man to do something on a national level. And I feel if it was another race, unfortunately, he would have got it out there. Yes. Just feel free to DM me. And thank you for the super chat. Matter of fact, it's easier if you leave a comment because how people get my attention is if you leave a comment, say, T, check your DMs. I'll go directly to your page and hit message and check the DM. Now I don't always respond back to everybody because sometimes y'all be like, check your DMs T and I'll go and check it and there'll be a big black peen. I'm like, why are you sending me peen pics? This ain't got shit to the hell I do on my channel. I'm not a damn porn star. So, you know, huh. So when it's stuff like that, I don't reply back. I just I'll be like (laughs) I won't look, bitch. I'm a grown woman. I will look at some food pigs. But I'm not gonna reply back, okay? Cause I don't know if it's a damn setup. <laughs> well yeah, that's the easiest way to get my attention. Be like T, check your DMs, and I'll check it if I see you comment that in my comment section. But yeah, I've had a few people give me like that, like T, T, check your DMs. I got something really important to tell you. I'm like, okay, sure, they got some T. Let me go check it out. And it's just a big black teen. <laughs> Thank you for the morning wood. Made my day. Ha ha ha. I'm just saying, I gotta keep it real. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, leave a comment so that way I know it's you, and I'll check your DM and look for this story. So, thank you for that. (laughs) So, anyways, y'all, I am wildin'. I've been on here now for um, an hour and 10 minutes. So, I wanna talk. Yeah, Yeah, it better be big. Don't send me no teeny weenies, because then you'll be blocked. (laughs) what was the dude my homeboy peter he's my subscribers pete he's been subscribing me from day one he's like t is such a size fiend oh i hate when she talks about peeing all she talks about this the size like he gets on me all the time yeah you send me something small you're gonna get black blocked okay i'm hit that block but don't don't play my damn emotions let me stop let me stop. I have a crazy sense of humor. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just myself. I don't got time to be up here trying to front and act a certain way. Honey, what you see is what you get. Don't want no teeny weeny, eeny weeny, shriveled little short, short eggplant. <laughs> Shout out to D, because you read my mind. Y'all remember that song from the 90s? <laughs> Every 90s kid remembers that song. Let me see if we got another super chat. Uh, Mike says, can I send you an eggplant uh, pic? I'm 21. You know what? Stop. And that's why I don't reply back, honestly, because I don't know the age of these people, and you are not about to be like, oh, I had a whole DM conversation with T I thought I'd her a pin pic, and I'm only 15. I don't reply back to nothing with nudity because I don't know who's behind that picture. I don't know how that person is. I just look and scroll to the next DM. I don't play that. Y'all ain't about to have Chris Hansen knocking on my goddamn door. (laughs) No, sir. So if you send it, you will not get a reply. (laughs) I'm just letting you know now. (laughs) Oh, my God. And it's so funny because Tamara was talking about this on the real. I seen a clip that went viral. That Tamira said that because she was saying that people never send her anything in her DMs and they think she's a prude. So once she said that, she said like over like the past week or two, she's been getting a bunch of ping pics DM to her. She was like all types of, you know, a wide range from black to white to Latino. I said, oh my God, she had me cracking up. She had me cracking up. Yeah, I'm telling you, these, these dudes, honey, they're wild. They're wild. If I was like, this thing just took a, a sharp turn for the left, right? <laughs> it did. It did. So, okay. So let's talk about this Umar Johnson thing. God, y'all got me blushing now. <laughs> okay. So we talked about everything else. So it's time to get on Umar. So this is my theme with the whole Umar Johnson thing. Um, I've kind of just fallen back from from him and, and his message he turned me off during the whole situation with Seti. I thought, like, when him and Seti were beefing, I thought it was very unprofessional. You know the way he came off, like a, you know, he went from Temple University, honey, to you know the West Side of Philadelphia, real damn quick, okay? And the way he was talking about his skin tone, but just. African who's supposed to you know claim all black people you you say that even biracial people are black but then you're talking about SETI being light-skinned you know so it was a lot of stuff that just made me feel like you know Umar Johnson is not coming off like the person he's portraying himself to be so after that I just kind of fell back but before then I thought he was a really intelligent man I've even donated to his school. Back when I thought, you know, he was actually building a school, I sent some money, you know, because I like to support, again, other black people. And I think that it's a good idea if somebody wants to create a school for young black boys, because we need a place for young black boys to flourish and, you know, come into their manhood, especially being that, you know, some communities, they may not have those proper role models and that proper guidance. So when he first came on the scene back in, like, I think I want to say when I first discovered him was like around 2011. And I remember I used to even have my kids watching. I'm like, you know, listen to Umar. He's saying a lot of really good stuff. And at that point, he was so humble, very articulate, very astute. I'm talking about I could listen to him talk for hours back in 2011. And And that was before the whole social media, you know, Instagram thing and people looking for attention. So it was always his lectures being posted online by other people. You know, just really, really good stuff. And then I just noticed like over the years, his attitude started changing and he just started coming off, you know, very arrogant, you know, talking down to others and things like that. So I just felt like, okay, well, whatever. You know, people change. He's just not my cup of tea anymore. Like I said, the whole situation with him instead he left a bad taste in my mouth. Then he fought with a few other people in the conscious community. And, you know, so I just, I was kind of over the conscious community at that point. Then as of recently, people started sending me, videos of Umar and he was just doing a lot of crazy stuff online. In one video he's threatening, I guess other YouTubers. I don't know all of the ones that he's talking about. I remember the one guy uh his name like Leonard. He used to do conspiracy videos back in the day. So that's how I remember him cuz he used to like do videos back in the day like breaking down, you know, the Illuminati, music of Rihanna and stuff like that. So that's how I know him. I don't know what he's doing now. But so that's how I remember that name. And then I think he talked about like Monty Woodgrain and I know him and he's cool. So I was just like, he was demanding like these people's addresses and I'm like, what in the world is going on? You know, like you can't do that. Isn't that not doxing? Like, even if they're making videos about you or stating their opinion, you shouldn't be asking your followers to go find where these people live, you know, where they work. So that kind of disturbed me. And that happened about two weeks ago. And we talked about this on, you know, on Instagram And so then this weekend, there were a bunch of memes and people making videos clowning him because he's literally looking like he's losing it. And he's, like, at a park ranting and raving about Kobe, saying that the NBA killed him. And then he's in his car ranting and raving. And then his camera at one point in time drops. Then he's telling people that they need to, you know, put consciousness before coochie and uh, stop putting poonanny before politics. Like, he's just, he's kind of all over the place. So when I started getting sent these videos, I'm like, is everything okay with him? Because every time people send me videos of Umar, he's either like in a car or like what looks to be a motel, you know? So it's like, is Dr. Umar okay? Because I think he's a brilliant man, but I don't know if it's the stress of what he does, the internet, if he's dealing with some type of mental health. I don't know, but this is not the same man that I remember watching all those years ago that I really had like a lot of hopes for him because he was preaching a lot of really good stuff. And, you know, and it seemed like he was really wanting something for the youth, especially young black boys. And being a mother of boys, that's what made my ears really perk up to him. But now watching him in 2020, it's like, what in the world is going on with Mr. Johnson? So I want to go ahead and play you guys this clip of these videos that people sent me of Umar. I'm going to go ahead and play that for you guys here. Okay. So give me just a second and let me know if you guys can hear. Okay. Oh no, that's the wrong one.
2: Wood on. grain. I'm in your ass. Lee honor. I'm in your ass. William Clay. I'm in your ass. Gerald Palmer. I'm in your ass. AntiSpengali, I'm in your ass. In Mukasa, Africa. I'm in your ass. Fuck court. Fuck the court. I want Mukasa Africa's address. I'm going to find that little bitch. Monty Woodgrain, Lenore Honor, Gerald Palmer, William Clay. Now, out of all of them, William Clay and Gerald Palmer are the main ones trying to get the event shut down. William Clay and Gerald Palmer are the main ones trying to get my event shut down. Why would you sabotage a training for black parents? Why would you sabotage a training for black parents? Why would you sabotage a training for black parents? I'm out here trying to help our people and our children. It's not my fault you're nobody. It's not my fault people are not interested in flying you around the world to speak. It's not my fault, you are not me. But I'm tired of the bullshit. I'm tired of the bullshit. William Clay, Gerald Palmer. Mukasa Africa, Lenore Honor, Monty Woodgrain, Andrea Stewart. I need home addresses. I need job addresses. Find these six people for me, please. I'm out. I keep telling you, consciousness over coochie, politics over Punani. I keep telling y'all that. Consciousness comes before coochie. And politics comes before Punani. I'm focused. That's right. The goddamn NBA is a suspect. I haven't gotten any donations lately. We need some donations. Dollar sign FDMG school. Get them donations in. If you want to donate to the black parent tour to help Dr. Umar with my expenses, dollar sign Dr. Umar Johnson, Dallas on Dr. Umar Johnson. If you a single, beautiful, nappy headed, intelligent, voluptuous black woman, send your resume to Dr. Umar Johnson at yahoo.com. If you are a single, beautiful, nappy headed, voluptuous black woman, send your resume
0: honey all right so you guys just watch that like i said i don't know what is going on with umar because i haven't you know been watching him consistently since that drama years ago and let me say this because i had to block a few mush mouths on instagram who are in their feelings because i posted that how dare you post this about this strong black king how dare you question our king and my thing is, shut the fuck up, okay? With that, we was dinosaurs and shit mentality. Okay, but what I can't stand is this, and I and I get this from different groups of people. So I, I gotta I gotta bring I gotta put bring this up. I hate when people feel like they can come to my channel and sip on tea that's outside of their community. So if you're LGBT, Y'all will come and sip on all types of straight tea and straight gossip about straight folks and their fuckery but then as soon as I talk about LGBT you know tea and you know hold people in the LGBT accountable like a Justy Smollett then it's you're homophobic you're transphobic you have no business talking about the trans community bitch you're not trans okay and I'm also not white but I'm talking about Harvey Weinstein you know so I, I don't like when people feel like I can only talk about certain things and it's cool. But then when it's somebody that they fuck with, all of a sudden I'm it's, it's off limits. Umar Johnson is a celebrity, okay? And he's so much a celebrity. You know, he hates the white man and you know, the, the white, you know, man's the devil. But he's verified on Instagram. He's verified on Twitter. So to me, he's a celebrity. He was trending the other day. So I'm going to spill some celebrity tea. I'm going to talk about Umar like I would anybody else, okay? Hell, I'm not even verified. I ain't no damn celebrity. Instagram, I'm in your ass. Twitter, I'm in your ass. Facebook, nah, I ain't in your ass. I'm actually verified on Facebook. I fuck with you, Facebook. (laughs) But you other sites, I'm in your ass. Okay, how the hell Umar get verified before me? (laughs) So anyways... That's what I'm saying. Like, don't don't come here sipping all this celebrity, you know, non-conscious tea, and that's cool. Because remember, when I was holding the Wades accountable and calling out their bullshit, the conscious community was, Yes, sister, preach. It's an agenda. Yeah, I was standing behind that all over my Instagram page. But then as soon as I post something about Umar Johnson, don't be talking about him. He's a strong black king. Now I'm missing with the bullshit. If I can drag D. Wade, who's a black king. I can drag Umar or question, you know, what's going on with him, just like I question what's going on with the ways and their motives. But you know, this isn't about dragging or disrespecting Umar, you know what I'm saying? I'm just really confused as what is going on with him. That is not the same man, you know, that I was introduced to online all those years ago. I mean, the stuff that he's saying, he's all over the place, he's constantly repeating himself, and he just seems disheveled. You know, I don't know if he's dealing with mental illness issues. I don't know if he's homeless. I'm not even trying to be funny when I say this. I'm trying to figure out what is wrong with him. You know, he's begging for donations and feeling like people owe him something. This school was supposed to be built years ago. From what I'm hearing, he still hasn't, you know, he has a location, but people are saying that the location of the school just looks really bad and shoddy. So I don't know what's going on with him at this point. Little Goth Girl says, what's going on with Umar's life? That's what I'm trying to figure out. It sound, I mean, it almost looks like he's going through an, an episode or he's dealing with some real stuff. Um, Marcy M says, love your content, T. Thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate it. Uh, let's see here. Asada says, love you, T. You always make my day with your lives. Thank you for all you do. Thank you so much for watching. I appreciate it. And thank you for the super chat. Yeah, it's it's really sad. Some people are saying that. That is a bipolar disorder. Dude sounds like he just went Kanye West. Come on now, it's not hard to see. Yeah, it sounds like there's something going on, you know, with him. And um, I do feel bad for him. You know, I don't know what is up. Somebody was also talking about how in one of his videos, he accidentally hit the... You know how, like, when you're on your cell phone and you hit the reverse and it shows your room? And so they said that in one of his videos, when he hit reverse and it showed his room, it was just a mess. It was boxes everywhere, dirty clothes piling up. And sometimes when people get really dirty like that, where they stop caring about their environment and cleansiness, that can be a sign of mental illness. I'm not trying to diagnose him because unlike him, I'm not a doctor. I'm not certified in shit. But when people were making that point to me, I'm like, damn, that might, you know, that might be an onset of something. You know, I don't know. But at this point, people are turning into a meme. And I'm going to go ahead and show you guys this one video um, that this young man did that went viral. You know, again, we turn everything into a joke and a meme, but y'all go ahead and check this out here.
3: This is Dr. Umar Johnson. I have my PhD in medical history. I have my doctorate in in, in psychobiologically. These people don't want you to know the truth. See, the problem is Donald Trump... I'm in your ass. Mike Pence, I'm in your ass. Ronald McDonald, I'm in your ass. Sam Cassell, I am in your ass. See, this is the problem right here. The government is trying to... Mama Oye. Mama Oye, did you see that? Did you see that? As soon as I say something about the government, the ancestors knocked my phone over. See, this is the plot against me. They have been chasing me for some time now. I am on the edge of extinction. I am trying to give out the word that you people need to donate to my donation site. And I'm going to drop my GoFundMe at the bottom of this link of this video.
0: All right, so you guys just saw that video. So, again, I say, you know, I don't know what's going on with him. But like we were talking about earlier, that's what we do on social media. We are quick to laugh at our own pain. So if Umar Johnson is really going through something like some type of mental breakdown... I really hope that the people who are around him, I don't know who he hangs with, if he has, you know, I mean, he obviously doesn't even have security the way he was looking around in that park, but it seems like the only thing he has right now are these people, his followers that he talks to on social media. And I think that he may need some help and maybe it's not a mental issue. Maybe he's dealing with depression. Maybe it's just like just all the stress of taking on trying to be like this so-called leader in the black community. It might be getting to him. You know, so I think that some people who know him, who care about him, need to reach out to him, you know, because it's, it's a lot easier to dismiss him and, you know, crack jokes and make memes. But it's a lot harder to say, you know what, we need to get that brother some help because already he's very arrogant. So for him, especially being that he's a psychologist or whatever, he's a psychiatrist, you know, sometimes when you're in the situation, you don't see yourself as the one having the problem. So I think some people who are trusted need to get around him and show him that what he's doing is not okay. Like, even when he was asking for people's addresses and, you know, work locations, like, that's not okay. You know, if you want people to take you seriously as a professional and want them to send their kids to your school, you can't be online threatening people. So it's like, where's his team to advise him? You don't want a team of just yes men. Because when you mess up, you want somebody to be there to hold you accountable. So I just hope he gets the help that he needs. But I mean, when I was sent, these videos it was just really disturbing. Cause I'm just like, what in the world has happened to Umar? I'm um, listening here. Travis Simmons. Thank you so much for the super chat. Appreciate it. Um, Latanya blank says why the woman he's asking to apply must be single and voluptuous. That threw me off too. Sis, thank you for bringing that up. Thank you for the super chat. That's what threw me off. I'm like, what you mean voluptuous and single? What does that have to do with a job? Like, that's not that's not normal. That's like me saying, right now, y'all, I need some bloggers, but in order for you to apply, you got to have some big old titties, a little waist, and a fat ass. What the fuck does that got to do with you typing and, and writing stories about celebrities? That shouldn't have anything to do with your ability. So that was really disturbing, especially being that he has daughters. Like, you know, voluptuous? What if the woman is flat-chested, or what if she's skinny? So that means that she shouldn't apply, or she's not eligible because she's not voluptuous. What if she's married? Ain't that what y'all encourage black women to do? Get into serious relationships, get married, have children in wedlock? So now married women, they don't need a job at the school? That was really disturbing. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, and then he kept saying, nappy-headed. You, so you know they're going to be mad because I'm, I'm talking about them. I got to my hair. But before y'all come for me, y'all know what the hell my natural hair looks like. It's longer than this damn weave, okay? But yeah, that was another thing. Voluptuous, nappy-headed. <laughs> Meanwhile, the conscious stripper had weave, you know. So it's just it's just weird. It's just really weird. I, I don't know. That was really disturbing. That was really disturbing. And the thing is, like he's on, like he gets clout because he's been on these national platforms like The Breakfast Club, Vlad TV had him on one year. You know, he's all through the conscious community. So, you know, a lot of people know him and you know, for the most part had a lot of respect for him. But I don't know what's going on with him now. This is really weird. Let's see here, SD says, did he state the ancestors used the wind to blow the phone off its stand as proof that the NBA conspired against Kobe? That's a thin line between genius and insanity. You know what? I'm not fooling with you, S <laughs> D. The ancestors blew the wind blew the phone over with the wind. And that was proof. That the Kobe's death was a conspiracy. You are a mess. Yeah, it, it is. It's it's crazy. It is crazy. Somebody said, T, who would you rather, Umar or T.I.? Oh, Lord. Comment on that one. T.I. is another mush mouth. But he's not there yet. You know what I'm saying? He's not there yet. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know what's going on with him. But I just find it just really disturbing. You know, and he needs to get some people around him who really care, who are not just people who are enamored by his personality. And, I, I you know, it's almost like a cult-like following. Because y'all seen the one girl who was attacking me, she was upsetting in her feelings. You have no business posting this about King Umar. You and these commenters are just immature, just whatever the hell she was writing, honey. Came, we we put our foot on her neck. Like, no, fuck that. Because, again, when I talk about the Wade's, y'all aren't sitting here like, oh, he's a king. And, no, y'all are like... Thank you sister for for saying everything that that people are scared to say so again what's good for the goose is good for the gander he's viral just like the waves are viral and that's why we're talking about him you know what I'm saying but I think it's some it's some it's some deep line stuff there and you know as as black people especially black men they're put under so much pressure and so much stress and I think a lot of the pressure and stress for umar has been self-induced because nobody asked him to be the leader of the black community nobody asked him to put the weight of the world on his shoulders he decided he said he was ordained by the spirits you know to be ufa Tunde and he's a messenger and all this other stuff you know but i just think that he needs to get some good people around him and they need to get to the bottom of what's wrong because to me he's just starting to come off like he's like he has a few screws loose and he's having a mental breakdown you know just him being in that park and always in his car and you know going from pillar to post it's just really sad. It's really sad at this point. Um, let me see here. T's World says WooVale's WooVale's 2.5 billion in Corona emergency request. What is WH? Is that Wuhan? Unveil's 2.5 billion? That's crazy. They let that situation in Asia just get completely out of control. They really did. Um, Lex Gentry all says team making requirements should be nine inches and above. Tell the ancestors to bless you with those specific requirements. Inches. Just kidding. <laughs> Y'all are wilding. thank you so much for the super chat from both of you guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, it is. It's, it's somebody says he needs rehab. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know if he's, you know, rehab is more for drugs. I just think maybe counseling. You know, I don't want to put that on anybody because it's very easy to say that somebody has a a drug habit. Because I know he's one thing that had upset him in that video that he was going off and asking for those people's addresses. He was saying that some of those people accused him of being a crackhead. And which is not okay. And I don't know if they accuse him of that. I don't know because I don't watch them. But, yeah, you, nobody wants to be accused of doing something they haven't done. So I don't want to say he should go to rehab, but I think he definitely needs some counseling. He needs to talk out whatever he's going through. You know, sometimes it's okay for a psychiatrist and psychological, you know, psychologists, psychiatrists, doctors, and whatever else to ask for help. You can't be strong all the time, Okay. And I think that he's having some type of breakdown because from those videos, it just, he's just very all over the place. And I'm not saying that he hasn't said a few things in the past that I've agreed with and said some really deep stuff and even broke down a few really good conspiracies. You know what I'm saying? He's very big on conspiracies and he's broken down a few really good ones. You know, but even with the Kobe Bryant conspiracy, a few people sent me that. I wasn't feeling it because he got to talking about how he saw the Kobe Bryant plane crash. And it's like, bro, that was not even the right plane crash. Like, nobody saw the Kobe Bryant plane crash. He was talking about that video that went viral on Instagram that people were saying was Kobe Bryant's plane um, helicopter, but it wasn't. It was a plane crash from another accident. And he was using that like the aha moment. And it's like, no. You have to be able to do your research before you put it out there. But then he made some good points when he was talking about how Kobe Bryant was suing that pharmaceutical company for the use of the name Black Mamba. So that was something that I had been hearing about. So he did put that in there and that made sense. But a lot of the other stuff was just all over the place and him strictly blaming the NBA to me was a bit much. Now, before I forget. I've been out here for an hour and 36 minutes. So now before I forget, um, excuse me, it was announced today that Vanessa Bryant is suing the helicopter company. Okay. Now, if you guys remember, now I'm gonna say that to week. No, I'll say that when I come back, I want you guys to watch, to go ahead and watch the video. It's about the memorial service. And they're also gonna be talking about Vanessa Bryant suing the helicopter company. I'm going to play that for you guys right now, and then I'll come back with what I was going to say. Give me just a second here.
4: Kobe Bryant's widow, Vanessa, filed a wrongful death suit today against the company that operated the helicopter in that crash that killed her husband and daughter, Gianna, and seven others. Vanessa Bryant also took center stage today at what was called a Celebration of Life Memorial at the Staples Center. Dana Jacobson was there for the emotional outpouring. In the house that Kobe built, the city that loved him like no other paid tribute to Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna. Family, basketball legends, and the city's biggest stars united in a celebration of life. Family friend and music icon Beyonce set the tone. Vanessa Bryant showed strength speaking publicly for the first time since her husband, 13-year-old daughter, and seven others died in a helicopter crash last month. She fought back tears in talking about her Gigi.
0: I'll
1: never get to see my baby girl walk down the aisle, have a father-daughter dance with her daddy, dance on the dance floor with me, or have babies of her own.
4: And spoke of the man only her family knew.
1: He was a doting father, a father that was hands-on and present. Babe, you take care of our Gigi.
2: Kobe was my dear friend. He was like a little brother.
4: Overcome with emotion, Michael Jordan recalled their friendship that began when Kobe Bryant entered the NBA at 17 years old.
2: Everyone always wanted to talk about the comparisons between he and I. I just wanted to talk about Kobe. When Kobe Bryant died, a piece of me died.
4: No and then back, there no was problem. Bryant's Laker teammate, Shaquille O'Neal. I'll be sure to teach Natalia, Bianca, and Baby Capri all your moves, and I promise I will not teach them my free throw techniques. <laughs> Kobe, your heaven's MVP. I love you, my man, Till we meet again. Rest in peace, Kobe. There were 20,000 inside for the memorial, but it felt intimate. When Vanessa Bryant and her family walked in, the place erupted, but not with the cheers that we're used to. As former Laker John Sally told us, it was an overflow of human emotion, Nora. He said it was like the crowd was giving the family a hug. Dana,
0: thank you. All right, you guys, so thank you guys. I'm glad you guys were able to hear that. Um, We have a super chat. I'm um, black by design says I've been in the game before. I know this behavior. It's either powder or hard. And I've been hearing people say that as well. You know, like I said for me, whoever he's close to, because I know he has baby mothers out there. You know, I'm sure his parents, siblings, they need to get a hold of him. Cause I just feel like he's starting to kind of go off the deep end. I feel bad for him. You know what I'm saying? Cause he is a brilliant person. But I just think the attention and the social media and the validation, I feel like it went to his head and it made him more arrogant. When he started demanding that people call him Big Papa, and he was saying that he was the most requested speaker in the world and all this other stuff, I don't like people who constantly toot their own horn. And my thing is, you know, he already has six degrees, you know, from, I guess, different places, different colleges and all that stuff. So he's a very smart guy. You shouldn't need your horn tooted that much. So, yeah, it's the whole thing is crazy. So I wanted to go ahead and talk about um, what's not true. He don't have six degrees. Like I said, I, I don't watch him anymore, so I don't know like the ins and outs of where he's at now. But I remember that was the one big thing that people always talked about is that he had, you know, he has six degrees. One of the few black men to do so. So, um, as far as the Vanessa Bryant situation, so she's trying to sue the helicopter company. And so this is what I have to say about that, because I know a lot of people on my DMs wanting to know my opinion. Now, if you guys go back and watch the live stream that I did about Kobe Bryant, remember we were talking about that part where I said it's gonna come out. And I bet you... It's going to be a situation where, of course, they're going to blame the pilot, right? Because he's the pilot. But I feel, because it had been noted for days, I think like maybe three days before they even flew, there were really bad, heavy fogs in that area of L.A. It was noted by everyone. Even when um, was that Skip Bayless was talking about it, when he was talking about Kobe Bryant's death, he was saying that one of the first things his wife told him that morning, even before they knew about Kobe Bryant, you know crashing in the helicopter, was that, while wow, there's so much fog today. I don't know what's going on in L.A. It's so foggy out here. And there had been warnings, like I said a few days before this, that nobody should be flying. And that goes for, like, you know how there's always, like, the helicopter in the sky in L.A., like the news choppers and stuff. They were all grounded. But I think this was a case, again, like the Aaliyah situation, like I stated in that last live stream, where there might have been some pressure, okay, Because I notice a lot of people will go above and beyond, even throwing all common sense out the window, and things that they wouldn't allow for regular, average citizens, that they'll make ways for celebrities. I'm not blaming Kobe in any way, because nobody could have foresaw any of this happening, but I have to keep it real. You can't tell me, because of who Kobe was and his status, that they made an exception to allow them to fly. Put a teacup in the comment section if you agree with me that because of his status is what he chose to go with as opposed to going with the as opposed to going with his better judgment, his gut instinct, and what was put out there by the FAA that no one should fly. People get so enamored by celebrity that they throw common sense out the window at times. And that's no disrespect to the pilot at all. Okay, he's, he's not going to be the first, and he won't be the last. So I think before they're running, thank you guys, thanks for the teacups. Um, so I think before they're running to file a lawsuit, I really think part of it was pressure from probably Kobe himself. Like, look, you know, we got to get to this game. We got to get there. The fog shouldn't be that bad. You know, probably once we get to a higher elevation, it'll clear up. And he decided to basically, you know, go with trying to appease Kobe. Just like the pilot with Aaliyah. He told them. He's the, he's the pilot. He has years of training. He knows his plane. He said, y'all all can't come on here. This is a small plane. We can't fit y'all in the equipment. We can take y'all to this other island, come back and pick up your equipment, and then go to the, you know, bring it to y'all. But they said, no, we must go and our equipment was go. And he didn't use his better judgment as a pilot. He was enamored by the celebrity aspect of it that he chose against his better judgment. And what happened? The plane crashed and they all died, including the pilot. And I believe that this honestly was that case. Is that they went above their, They went against their better judgment. Because if this was anybody else, he wouldn't risk it. And that's not me being disrespectful in any way, but I don't think he would have risked it if it was anybody else. And sometimes, unfortunately, regular people are put under pressure to do certain things and to take certain shortcuts and to, you know, do little favors for celebrities and, and, and celebrity status. You know what I'm saying? Whereas they know if it was a regular person, they wouldn't have did it. They'd have been like, it's not even worth me risking it. But because it's Kobe and he wants to make Kobe happy, he wants to be booked again by Kobe, he chose to do it. So I I'm, I hope you guys understand where I'm coming from. This is no disrespect to the Bryant family, to Kobe, or to the pilot or anybody, you know, deceased. But it, it reminds me of the Aaliyah situation. I bet you as more information comes out, that's probably where it's going to be, where he felt pressured. Um... Let's see here. Marlon Harrison says, I watched the memorial service on BET. It was very emotional and funny at some points. I disagree. I love the things that Shaq had to say when he was like, I talked to Kobe and I told him there's no I in team. And Kobe was like, there's a mother effing M and E. Basically meaning me. It's about me. You know what I'm saying? I wear the ball hog moniker proudly. Once Kobe got that ball, he was trying to take her to the court. And he was like, I'm not passing shit. So I, I really liked a lot of the stories Shaq told. Michael Jordan definitely had me emotional because, you know, for everyone for so long compared Kobe to Michael and who's better, Kobe or Michael and this and that. And like he said, he looked at him as a s- It's not about competition, who's better. He's young enough to be my child. You don't see Michael Jordan up there. I mean, crying, real tears, crying, snotting everything, honey. You can tell, like, it was, it was like he lost a son. So I thought that was just really beautiful. And the fact that he also acknowledged, you know, the Bryant family was really sweet as well. So it was definitely a good memorial from the parts that I've seen. I'm definitely going to go back and rewatch everything. everything. Um, Travis, who says, listen, I remember when I had a layover in L.A. And my flight was delayed because of fog going to San Jose, California. They should have not been anywhere. Thank you so much for the super chat. And I agree with you 100%. I agree with you 100%. They shouldn't have been because that was one thing a lot of people were saying, you know, 24 hours, 48 hours before that crash happened is how low the fog was, how foggy it was. Because I remember even when I lived in L.A., sometimes the fog could get so you're driving, you can't even see anything in front of you. And you're in a vehicle and you have your high beams on and you're just praying you can get to and from where you got to go. So, I mean, him flying in those conditions, that's he might as well have had a blindfold on. And then he's doing 180 miles per hour and you don't know which way you're going. It was inevitable. That crash was basically inevitable. That was a recipe, you know, a a disaster waiting to happen. So it's just really sad. Um, Let's see here. Katie Taylor says, pro tip, tea sippers you really want to show love? Send your basic super chat to Cash App and get your shout out. Thank you. Yeah, she's right about that. Because YouTube does take a lot out of the super chats, whereas Cash App, we basically get all our money. So thank you for that tip. I appreciate it. Yeah, and, and that's the sad part is that, you know, you have people, you know, now the the, the company's being sued because, again, that was their pilot and stuff like that. But I also have to keep it real. I also feel like she's suing because people are like, well, she doesn't need the money. Well, of course not. But I also feel like she's suing because she's setting a precedence. because let's keep it real the families of the seven other people who died on board Kobe Bryant was the cash cow so I'm sure she doesn't want those families like okay well we need to be compensated like you're good but our you know our, our family was just you know a thousandaire they didn't have money like that So I think she's setting this precedence to sue the helicopter company so those families will focus, you know, their grief and their payments that they want to be rewarded from the helicopter company as opposed to coming for Kobe Bryant's estate. And I just have to keep it real with that. Did any of y'all think about that? I have to keep it real. Moderators, can you write the name of my cash app in the in the chat for everybody who's asking yeah, I definitely, I definitely think about that is I think that that's why she's doing it. Um, it's lovely TTV, uh, Daya. Thank you. But yeah, I think that's what, why she's doing that. That's why she's, you know, trying to get the lawsuit started because I'm sure the rest of the f- jump on board because you know, with grief eventually comes anger and people want to have somebody to blame. You know what I'm saying? So even though everybody is friends, it was a tragic accident. Once that grief starts to subside, people are going to start looking, you know, at lawsuits and trying to get money. So for her, let's focus on the helicopter company as the crash rather than people focusing on Kobe Bryant's estate and trying to take from me and the remaining daughters. You know, so. But I agree with her, you know, on suing. I mean, it makes sense because, you know, they need to be held liable. Um, Quindino says, T, have you ever had braids? If so, will you ever get them again? I would love to see what it looks like on you, just wondering. I wore braids a few years ago. I've had braids. I don't get them often. My hair, my scalp is very sensitive. So I just don't like a lot of things pulling on my hair. But, yeah, I've had braids. Um, Let's see. Roderick says, Kobe's estate may still have to pay. Just saying, that's true. Oh, trust me, I'm not saying that they don't, you know, they may not have to, but I think that that is why she's, okay, I'm glad you guys agree with me. I think that that's why she's spearheading the campaign to sue the helicopter company. And um, because she, because again, they're going to be looking at Kobe Bryant's estate, the woman, the coach on there, you know, she wasn't a super wealthy woman. Her husband's a widower with three children, no mother. You know, that's just the reality of death. It brings a lot of different things, a lot of emotions, a lot of anger, you know. So the whole situation is sad. Why would they sue his estate? Because that's that's how people are, you know. Think about things that happen all the time in just regular, you know, situations. Let's say you have your child at your friend's house and they have a dog and the dog attacks that child and bites them. Or disfigures them. That might have been your friend in that moment. But when them hospital bills kick in. That funeral expense. And well now I got to sue you for this sis. Especially if you're not trying to just help out your own pocket. So it happens all the time in the real world. So I can definitely see them going after. You know trying to go after his estate. Why didn't the family speak? The flight was his urging. And, yeah, and that's another thing, too, that if the flight was Kobe's urging or that the pilot decided, you know, against better judgment to do it because it was Kobe Bryant, those families could also come after the state. Like, look, it's because of his celebrity status that my loved one is no longer here. Let, I mean, let's keep it real, you guys. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to I, I can't be fake. We live in a so happy world. I mean, let's keep it real. How many people have gotten into car accidents? People don't even be worried about, are you okay? You gonna sue? How much do you think you can get for this? We live in a sue-happy world. And people want to be compensated. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's okay. But those that's the reality of the situation. And I believe that that is why she's trying to steer everybody to keep the focus, the anger, the lawsuits, the animosity at the helicopter company and not at her husband. So it's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out. But mark my words, if they if they start coming after that excuse me, after that estate to go sue, you heard it here first. Um, Candy says, T, how many kids do you have? I just have two. I have two boys. That's it. <laughs> This is a live stream from my unborn child in <laughs> my Tupac voice. Uh, you know, I want a daughter, but don't, don't have one. Just two boys. That's it. Let's see here. Dark Princess 04. What's up, sweetie? She says, T, why do you think people you don't even know support you more than people who know you in real life? It's like that heavy for me where I'm from. Aw. I think part of it, we talked about this in the last stream and i know i'm gonna go through this i already know that the people who are going to support my business and buy my cbd products and stuff it's gonna be all y'all people that i've never met ran, the people who buy my teas a lot of them are my supporters but a lot of them are just random people on instagram headline is doing good on instagram i'm on instagram sorry on amazon a lot of it is just random people on amazon people who might have seen one of my tea ads on youtube Instagram and was like oh I drink tea they don't even know that it's a black tea company or who I am it's always strangers and people that you don't know that are quicker to support you you know unfortunately with friends and with people that you grow up with as human beings because it's human nature we're all comfortable when we're all about the same level right you know water kind of rises to the same level that's where most people are comfortable. Nobody wants to see their friend doing bad necessarily. I don't want friends who are down here and I'm up here. For the most part, people like to be, are comfortable with their friends being at their level, right? But then you might decide that you want to go to school. You want to go further your education, get a bachelor's degree, maybe even a master's. Or maybe you're you're in high school and all your friends are dropping out and you're like, no, I don't want to be the dummy of the neighborhood. I want my high school diploma. So, you're, you're taking your work seriously. You're doing everything you need to do to graduate. Then, all of a sudden, you start kind of creeping up because they're here. And I'm not saying that they're bottom feeders or that they're bad people, but they're still at this level. You guys started off here, graduating high school together, but now you're, you're, you're pursuing your degree. You got your master's. So, now you're making maybe 60, 70 grand a year. They're still here just with their high school diploma, maybe making 20 and they start to feel some type of way. And unfortunately that's just human nature. And sometimes it's a case of, we grew up in the same neighborhood. We grew up with the same messed up circumstances. Maybe your mama was a crackhead. My, my daddy was a crackhead. I was in foster care, you were in foster care, but there was something within you that made you driven where you didn't want to stay in that stagnant situation. You didn't want to pull the oh, woe is me card. The white man's holding me down card. You're like, no, I want to make something better of myself, my life and my circumstances. Sometimes growth makes people very, very uncomfortable. Just like I told y'all earlier in the stream, the truth irritates people's demons. You can always tell demonic ass people because when you speak the truth, they start writing stupid shit like, are you ever happy? (laughs) Okay. So sometimes growth really bothers people. And people who are not happy for your success, people who don't want to support you when you're doing good, those are the people that, unfortunately, you have to cut off. If you're on my Instagram on Sunday, I posted a really positive spiritual message for people. And I advise you to go check it out if you didn't see what I posted Sunday. On Sundays, I try and post motivational stuff. You know who needs to hear it, but I just posted on Instagram, and I hope that it helps people. Sometimes we hold on to relationships because we feel like we've invested so much time into these people. I've known you since I was 13. You've been my homegirl since kindergarten. You've been my homeboy since seventh grade. But what you find out is as you grow and you guys start making your own way in life and you're your own individual person, you can't bring everybody with you. And everybody's not going to support you, unfortunately. That's just that's just what it is. It shouldn't make you bitter. It shouldn't make you angry. You should just know what it is. And you focus on those who do support you. I don't worry about the ones who aren't going to support. I don't worry about the naysayers. I don't worry about the liars. I don't worry about the people who have so much to say. I thank the people who do support me. Those are the ones that you focus on. So, and I know you're a talented artist because you made artwork for me. And I've even paid you for your artwork. You know, because I like to support people when I see that they're doing something and you hit me up. And you say, I want to do a design for you. I pay people. I compensate. So unfortunately. You can't worry about the people who won't support your endeavors and what you want to do in life. Focus on those who do support you. So I hope that that message helps you out. I had a report. Let me see here. Yes, day, it it does. It happens within family as well. Yeah, that that, the jealousy and and envy, it's it's sad. Cut the dead ends off, bye, bitch. I know that's right. Thank you, Kings of Bakersfield, for the super chat. I appreciate it. Thank you. 90% of people don't care about your problems. 10% are happy you have them. (laughs) That is very true. And that's why you have to, like, really find like-minded people. Because everybody be happy for you everybody's not going to wish you well honey i learned that years ago you got to get around people who want to see you win because they know that when you win they win you know what i'm saying so those are the people that you want to be around people who elevate you people who want to see you up there because it can be a lonely place when you're successful and you get way up here and you turn around and there's nobody around nobody at your level people who don't even understand what it takes to get to where you're at That can be very, very lonely. So you definitely are gonna wanna have friends and like-minded people in your corner. That's why I tell people all the time, go to things that you're into. If you're into starting businesses, go to different business conventions, you know, different, go look on Eventbrite, go to different events, network with like-minded women, network with like-minded men. So those are just some tips. Let's see here. T, what are your favorite colors? Y'all already know purple is my favorite color. And I like reds. I like, like, really bright colors as well. So I like reds. I wore neon green this weekend. I haven't worn neon green in a while. And it looked really nice. I had, like, a little cute neon green shirt. (laughs) But I like a lot of different colors. But usually, like, purples are my colors. I love black. I do like, you know, like, black clothing because it makes me, you know, a little bit slimmer. So I do like wearing black as well. Just imagine you have to please everyone, check your inbox, T. My spirit irritated their demons. (laughs) I used to be a big fan of the color pink. Not so much anymore. I still wear it every now and then. Let's see. Hold on. I know this is our topic. Has anybody seen Burger King and the Moldy Whopper? I heard about that. That was nasty. How do you promote food by showing mold and saying, oh, our stuff is real and it's organic because it actually molds up? Whereas, you know, McDonald's, you can have a McDonald's burger for like 15 years and that shit won't get moldy or nothing because it's so artificial. But I can't get with that. That was gross when I seen that. Let's see here. If you come from nothing, no one will want to see you win unless they win too. Yeah. Yeah. It's the truth, and that's why you have to get around like-minded people. Yeah, I'm over here dropping jewels, honey. So I've been on here for two hours and two minutes, so I'm going to get ready to log off. We got up to about 7,000 people this evening, so I want to thank each and every one of you guys for coming through, joining me this evening. We had a lot of fun laughs. We talked about a lot of deep stuff. We only had to boot one person out of here, you know what I'm saying? other than that we had a really good you know live stream today so i'm really happy about that um i have one more super chat um ash says hey t thanks for being a wonderful example of a beautiful strong confident woman have you already talked about harvey yes we did we talked about him earlier in the stream so once this is over just go back and watch it you're gonna laugh we were dragging his ass okay We keep the same energy for everybody. I don't care if it's R. Kelly, if it's Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby, uh, all these people. Let's keep the same energy Lou Pearlman, all of them. You know what I'm saying? They're all a bunch of degenerates who really affected, you know, young people's lives. So you guys have a good evening. Thank you guys once again for joining me. I'll be back later on this week with another live stream. In the meantime, be on the lookout for new videos and for the products to launch on Wednesday. So I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.